when you're when you walk in your authenticity and you are who you say mm. you are and you are who he says you are those doors open themselves now i'm learning how to stop trying to pick the lock on doors and just accepting that that wasn't for me in this moment because just like anything else everything does spin the block in its own time and so when that time does come will you either be ready or are you going to be bitter that it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen hey everyone i'm your host kosh this is the creative breakthrough podcast this podcast was created to give artists the codes to build audiences cash flow and make a living doing what they love ultimately to eliminate the starving artist on today's episode i think this is episode 25 I have Anissa Brené. Thank you for being here. I didn't give them your title. Do you want to give them your title? I'm a media personality, event host. I call myself a creator Mm -hmm. advocate, so we can get into that too. But a woman of many hats, but you can primarily catch me doing the interviews, hosting the events, and all. I want to get into creator advocate. That's interesting. Okay, so that might answer my first question already. For people who are unfamiliar with you, although you gave us that title, how would you describe yourself in one sentence? How would I describe myself in one? I'm doing the best that's I can good, with what I got. That's a good answer. I, I, think, I think that's the best way to put it, especially right now. I can't say my life is in shambles or anything like that. I think I'm just using the tools that I have to unlock different avenues that I didn't think I wanted to explore. I was so accustomed to being in the forefront and being talent and everything, but there's been a real push and a calling, I feel like Mm. on my life to learn the back end and to be a little bit more behind the scenes and to put my peers in position. So I kind of feel like that's where I am right now. And that's why I'm like, let me just use- Yeah, that's fire. I mean, that was like a great, elaborated answer on one sentence so thank you because now we can talk about so many other things sorry (laughs) in succession of that so okay so then how would you describe yourself in one word multifaceted i would agree that's that's why you're here thank you and do you you. think you achieved your first creative breakthrough that's a good question well you know it's interesting when I think about how long I've been doing this I feel like I'm coming up on year nine and that sounds so weird because I feel like I haven't even done I have I've done a lot Mm. but not a whole lot that's how I feel Mm. you ask somebody else they'd be like oh she's been working thank you to whoever says that but in in my opinion year nine is really mind-blowing so my when do I feel like I made my first creative breakthrough I don't know if I have one moment in particular, but I will say there were those moments where I put certain events or brands to work with on vision boards over the years. And I want to say right around maybe year three or four was when they really started coming to fruition. And that was really special to me because I didn't think it was possible. When I got my start, I was at West Georgia. And so being that far away from life, what I felt like and all things entertainment it just felt like it was never going to take off unless I decided Mm -hmm. to put gas in my roommate's car or pray to God that my mother got me or my grandmother got me a car so in all of that I feel like sacrifice really stepped in and that allowed me to finally tap into those things that I didn't think were possible leading to that creative breakthrough so I mean just to give a few people kudos A3C was a big one coming up i'll never forget the first time i touched that Mm. stage people were asking have you done this before what year was that never done this before 2016 maybe 
And this was when we were in underground doing the events leading up to the big concert. And I just remember thinking, wow, and mm. I got to give my props mm. to my big sis. Shelly was right there with me. Shelly Nicole, if you're not familiar, get familiar. But she was right there with me, leading me along the way. So it's moments like that when I not only realize that putting in the time, putting in the drive in order to get there, but also relying on my circle, they're there. And they've been there and they're Yeah, that's here, awesome. So. I was going to ask you what did that look like for you, but you told me. So you're just being a host per usual i'm sorry i really try to turn it off no it's good no it's good it makes my job easy so okay so my next question has to do with that situation more particularly you mentioned that people said have you ever done this before looking back in retrospect now what do you think they saw i think they saw this girl who was really eager to be on a stage in front of people she didn't know i grew up in the church. My mom was a minister of music. And so that meant that we had to be involved in every aspect of in every corner of the church. So youth choir, dance practice, step team, all of the things. And I remember growing up thinking, you know, I really want to sing this solo, but I hate the way my voice sounds. And so I'd always be so nervous mm -hmm. to get on a mic, let alone to talk. And so it's so interesting how life has become full circle. And I have landed in a position in which I talk for a living. And so to see that transition happen, I think in that moment, it had to be, there's a girl who's finally finding her voice. And maybe they didn't, right, right, they yeah. didn't know yeah. that in the moment. But I know that's what I was thinking is like, wow, how am I here? I wasn't allowed to listen to hip hop music, if I'm being completely honest. It was gospel, R&B, funk, all of the things. So now I'm in a hip hop space. I'm on a microphone and I'm doing all the things I was afraid to do. So I feel like I just tapped into this fearlessness and I hope that's what was, that's what yeah, it yeah. is, for so, a better word, but I don't know. What do you feel? I, I can't answer it really because I, that was many years before I was introduced to you. So you had already, I think, become seasoned, uh, okay. even if you don't believe you were seasoned. I think if you do something for sure. four years, I mean, at that point, or somewhere around there, three to four years, you've probably put in enough hours to be seasoned, right? To be reasonably good at something. But yeah, I mean, I don't, every time I've seen you do things after that point, it was never like, oh, this doesn't need to be the person on stage hosting. I think you know when it's bad, <laughs> right? I just think you know when it's bad. Like if the DJ's bad, you're like, this person sucks tell them to stop. But if they're good, it's just like, oh, yeah, this party is fire. Yeah. And you know, it's interesting that you say this, because it just leaves a whole other thought process that I have when it comes to being in this creative space. I feel like we're in such a time where everybody can do everything. And it makes it, it, it doesn't make it necessarily hard, but it makes it easier to pick out who really does this and who is yeah. able to do this. You know what I mean? And I'm not knocking anybody who's able to do anything. I would love for everybody mm -hmm. to try all things. But just because you're able to do it doesn't necessarily mean that you have right. to always yeah. do it. You know what I or mean? Or that you should right now. Just because you have an idea so, right now doesn't mean it has to be done right now. Thank you. And honestly, spend some time in that craft because there are people out here really sit in that. They really want to learn the ins and outs, the time of influencers and creators and all the things and people getting yeah. booked or called on for different opportunities. And it's very instant. Granted, I love to see what we're able to create. 
right and the friends that were able to call on but i miss the days when it really felt like music and talent, it was intentional there was an art behind it yeah it was yeah. well that's because it had to be yeah, yeah. i think, it, I think yes. now and now think, we're yeah so now we're just building on. like into capitalism it's really what it is yeah, I feel like when people talk about glass ceilings, I feel like this version mm -hmm. of a glass ceiling is now bulletproof. And we're all trying to figure out ways to break through whatever the glass is that's being set now within our own circles. It's how do I get to the next level? Is it do I call mm -hmm. on somebody or is it that I just push myself and try to figure out something new? But see over here, I believe in <laughs> letting the Lord speak through me, the universe, whoever you believe in, I believe in letting yeah, so it through me. And using your intuition, that, so. which is big. Yeah which is big. So I'm glad you yes. brought that up because the way that I communicate that to other people is I think intuition is a peaceful knowing. And I think anxiety is a constant questioning. I think that's how you know the difference. And it doesn't mean you like the answer. That's not what I'm saying. Like you can yes. peacefully know that you that the answer is no. And you might not like no, but you still yeah. know this is a lot of no's yeah. that it's no. I think that is a beautiful way to put that. And I need you to put what you just said about intuition and anxiety on your story later. I did. Or, I made it a post, but like, it was like a year I think ago. The people need that. Yeah, that's Repost what I did. Yeah, we're going to recycle that content. content. That's good. <laughs> New year. New, New year, year, old me. So we talked about you starting this and now you're at year nine. So what did you fail at as you built this? And fail is like a general, uh, I don't know like if... I'm using that to, I'm asking you it in that way to help people understand that it's just another attempt in order to get to where you're trying to get to. The best way for me to answer that is, I don't know if it is, if I look at where I failed per se, but I definitely feel like I haven't mm. been nearly as confident in myself lately as I once was coming straight in. I felt like I had to have a different level of confidence coming in it was, was fight or flight. It was either you're going to show up, mm -hmm. rise to the occasion and get it done or, right. you know, or. And so now that we're this far in, it's almost like, well, how do you pivot? And I think that's where I've been very hard on myself. And sometimes I go quiet, which is healthy. You know, I don't, I realize now more than ever, I don't necessarily like being on the scene all the time anymore. And to a degree that has caused a lot of, what's the word it's just caused a lot of I, I will say anxiety within myself thinking about well if I'm not out and if I'm not present then that mm -hmm. that means I'm not getting called on that means I'm not getting booked it doesn't mean I'm like laid out across my sofa or I'm in the bed or I'm depressed or anything but I just I need some time to really reevaluate mm -hmm. and I think you and I talked about this I needed some time to really think about what does this mm -hmm. version of Anissa Brene look like who I was at 20 21 years old eager and this version of me is eager too but the levels are very different we're hungry for different things i feel like now in this stage of my life i'm more hungry for meaningful conversation i think to go back to your original question if there was a moment of failure it was just when i started saying yes to things just for the sake of staying relevant and it was like oh well don't worry about it i'll just do it just because it's off the strength or i'll do it because i really rock with you or whatever and i still do that but was more so coming from a place of I'll do that not only because I rock with you but because I know I need to keep my face in the rotation and so I just I now <laughs> I don't want to I don't want to 
to be that person. I don't want to do that. I re again, I want to be intentional mm -hmm. with the work that I'm doing and hoping that it's really reaching people because right now there's so much yeah. content. We're digesting so much that if I'm going to be in this space, then I'd like to contribute and not just take a Graduated. Break. You graduated. That's all that it is. You just graduated to another. Yeah. Container. That's interesting way to say it. I've never said yeah. container. That's an interesting way to say it. I think it's about reinventing yourself. Well, like I new plants. I think it's like about yeah. slightly tweaking, right? Just slightly. It's like, I always think about titty boy two chains. That's what I always think about. It's like the bars were always there. We just needed to rebrand and then yeah. we rebrand and then it was wheezy out of here. I appreciate your transparency about communicating that because it's not an easy thing to talk about for a lot of people, but also it's a necessary thing to talk about because there's a lot of people trying to figure that out. And I think you're closer than you think. Yeah. So that's what I'll say about that. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. And granted, we have talked. So, you know, it's not an easy road at all. And sometimes it does take tough conversations with friends who are able to yeah. be where you were and where you are. And so not everybody is as blessed as I am to have that. And so if yeah. I didn't tell you before, thank yeah. you for even being a listening ear. And to anybody else that's in here that's listening now, it's, it's always going to be this cycle right. of figuring it out. But I feel like as you go along the process, you learn how to figure it out different ways which makes it easier yeah. for the next time and just your willingness to to want to figure it out and sometimes you just yeah. don't have it and that's okay so take the time you need yeah. do the best you can with yeah. no that's really good thank you for sharing that that goes into my next question which is what are it's really for figuring it out now based on you saying figuring it out but the question was what are three strategies that you've used to break through Therapy is a big one for me, especially therapy and consistency mm -hmm. in therapy. So I have been actively going to therapy, mm -hmm. I want to say about a year and a half now. Um, and it started out weekly and then we transitioned to biweekly. And that has been a super help because what I didn't want to happen was that I just continued to vent to friends and family members and those are the people who those are the people who will tell you tell you what you don't need to hear but also there's yeah. a thin line between not hurting my feelings and telling me what I need to hear and so I wanted an outside opinion from somebody who knows nothing about me and being completely honest if you're not in the therapy yeah. routine it's like dating and you got to be in the headspace to do it because you might not hit the first time you might not find the right therapist for you and a lot of people get closed off on the idea of that because I've already disclosed a certain amount of information to one person, which makes them feel like, yeah, I don't yeah, really yeah. want to start over again because it's just like dating. I don't want to tell you my favorite color. I don't want to yeah. tell you my birthday. But I wholeheartedly believe if there is a dating process that I'm interested in, it is therapy. And that has been super helpful, not only personally, but professionally. It just keeps me in a headspace of, I can do this. I get it all out. Mm -hmm. We talk through it. We work through it. It leads me to my brain. Can I pause you? So I say that is one. I think I want to speak to something you yeah. said there, but I want you to like hold on to the other two so that you don't forget them. So one thing you said okay. was get, not being afraid to try it more than once. And I think that's yeah. really important, not only in what skills you're trying to cr like create or develop in your life, 
but also for therapy, right? I think both of those things in that aspect are important. So the reason why I bring that up is because I hear that a lot. I hear that like, yo, I saw this person and they weren't that great or we didn't connect. And so I never want to do it again. And it's like, that's not how you accomplish anything. So I just want to emphasize that because I think you saying that needs to be said in order for someone to have that realization to do those things. But continue, the other two. You're spot on. I mean, you dust yourself off and try again. We'll <laughs> sing the lyrics all day long, but it's, there's a gap between singing the lyrics and putting it into action. And that's with everything. The second thing is, again, you'll hear me reference my belief a lot because I've spent a lot, of, a lot more time getting more grounded. But there is a word in the Bible that says, love God, love yourself, then love others. And so in prioritizing self, after I prioritize God, who I believe in, that has been a game changer as well, because we get so accustomed to prioritizing the universe or God or whoever we believe in or whatever, whether it's our kids, our family members, everybody else and put ourselves last. And being completely honest, I've lost some friends, I've lost some relationships off of choosing myself, because to them, it, it comes off as selfish. But to me, it's what I needed to do in order to be better yeah. for me. And there's no way I can be a good version of me for you if I'm not good for me. And so in understanding that that doesn't make me selfish, it makes me human, that has helped as well. But that also too goes into that push that therapy has given me. It's like, hey, stand in who you are. Stand in who you are at this person, at this season of your life, because who you were last year is not the same person you are today, let alone yesterday. And it's yeah. never gonna be the same. So that is my second thing. While you ponder on that, I have a, my, I have something third. to say about what you just said too, because it's so so important. Run it. Like I would e even make the argument that the people that take that personally were never right for you in the first place. So that doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean that you know we should condemn them or whatever the case. It's just people understand things at different times. And you have to move and just not take things personally. And you have to just continue to put your best foot forward in your own life. And the people who are willing to understand that are the people that will stick around. For sure. And, you know, you can only hope that people will, one day they'll understand when it is their turn to understand. And that doesn't mean that it's, aha, I told you yeah. so, or I knew it was coming for you. But we all have that time. I really do believe that when Sometimes it requires, in order for us to go to the next level, we got to be by ourselves. I don't believe stillness is a coincidence. I don't believe that, for example, I went back and forth. I don't know if you've seen it, but mm. I, your girl just got back from South Congrats. It's my first trip over to the motherland. Thank you. And I waffled on mm. my decision to go for a while. I was like, I don't know, this seems very big. It's very daunting. It's something that my mother hasn't even done. It's something my grandparents haven't done. It's Africa, right? And I finally just jumped to do it. Gosh, mm -hmm. I could you not be best experience of my life. And if I hadn't just, if I hadn't chosen me in that moment and just said, listen, this is something you've never done before, but it's everything that you deserve. And who you are going is not the same as who you're going to be when you return. That was the scary part. The transformation the mindset shift the everything it, it's scary and it's giving me chills right now because I'm still sitting in the, in accepting that 20 mm. days ago 
I was so nervous about going and now I have a whole new perspective on the continent on how I work moving forward on what I'm working towards and where the roads lead back to. So I think about all of those things and how I make decisions, especially career wise moving forward. That but was I, powerful. I was going to call you Bishop Brene. Because oh, <laughs> you were talking about Bible thumpers. And then I was thinking about like TD Jakes. I don't know why, but and then <laughs> I, and then you said that. And then that was like a scripture. Like, honestly, I feel like that was a bar, right? And I'm really glad that you communicated that because I had this conversation with a client the other day and he was talking about how logical he is and how he operates off of probability. And I was like, I understand that from as a man, from an analytical perspective, like I get it. But I was like, you can't open yourself up to the miracles of God if you keep your thought process in that structure all the time. And so by you talking about that and mm -hmm. saying, you know, I was like, yo, let's run it. Like, I don't know what's going to happen. Nobody's ever done this before in my family, but I'm just going to try it. I'm going to take the next step, basically. That's the way I look at it. You take the next step. And I think humans in general, not just creative people, we're all afraid of doing something. But I think if we would just take the next step, then we would recognize that miracles open up for us in our lives. And I've seen this many times in my own life. I see it constantly. Every time I get in a space where I'm questioning my capability or questioning if I have the resources to do the thing that I want to do. And if I can just piggyback off of that, the, where that story comes full circle is the mental block that I had was if I spend this money on this ticket, I know I have mm. money to pay my rent, but Am I tapping so much into what I have saved and I have no mm -hmm. events for the month of December? What does that look like? I'm so worried about the things that aren't even like it, it was very much God on my calendar saying, no, you're supposed to be here. No, you're supposed to go because I can't tell you the last time I've had a full month of no nothing. Right. And so to sit back and look at it like that, it was almost ordained for me to have this mm -hmm. trip, have the funds to do it, be able to pay my rent. Thank you, Lord. Didn't come back to <laughs> right. first right, yeah. in my place. None of that. Everything was protected because I was supposed to go do something that many of the people around me, many of my peers, my family members had never done or seen. So to now be that voice and hope that more people do go visit or yeah. go do things that they've never done before, let alone their peers. I hope that you look at what I'm doing right now and you say, you know what, because she did, I can. Yeah, no, that's great. Ooh, wow. I want to speak to that point about having an open schedule, right? The way I look at certain things in life, I've started to shift my perspective towards this, this is opening up space for a greater opportunity, right? If I'm continuing to do the same regimen or routine that I've been doing out of comfort or out of necessity, I may actually be limiting my ability to do something greater because I don't have the time. So it's like for every job you say yes to, it's a job you say no to just by default. So yeah. I'm really glad to hear that you were able to do that. But the thing that takes it a step further is I think at the age that I'm a little bit older than you. You're how old? Can I ask you that? Is that safe to do? Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're 27. I'm, 27. I'm 31. At the 
age that around the age that both of us are a lot a lot of times we tend to be the first people to do the things because of generation. Yeah. like the access to resources. Like we just talked about resources and then thinking about things in a scarcity mindset versus I do have the resources to do this. So I need to do it now while I can, but there's so many resources yeah. available to us that our grandparents never had that our parents never had. And now we have them. And it's like, so now I'm going to dictate whether or not I do something because of other generations who didn't have what I have. It's asinine. It doesn't really make a lot of sense, but it's things that we tell ourselves because we're scared and it's normal to be scared. Yeah, it's that. And then I think we also have this mindset of, well, if I do this and I'm the first mm. to do it, then I have to explain it to somebody who mm. is never going to make sense too. And so to have that internal fight of, let me plan this conversation because I know how my mm. mom is going to react or I know how my dad is going to react or brand whoever who's just not in the same headspace. And so when I feel like when that conversation creeps in, we no longer want to do the thing because I don't want to have yeah. to convince somebody. Yeah, and it's not about convincing them because it's your life. You have to convince yourself of doing it. Thank right. you. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. And I'm learning how to be more in that space. If I'm being completely honest, I have to buckle down and remember a lot of the time that the choice I make doesn't right. necessarily affect them. Right. It affects yeah. me and what I'm doing right now. And if I say no because of them, right. they're going to sleep peacefully. <laughs> yeah. And the way I think oh, about that yeah. too is when it comes to like your life, Life and your decisions I think your parents are proud of you as long as you're not addicted to drugs or in jail I think I think most of the time you're all right in life like most people I would say would you agree there's a very I call it a very minimum standard of care when it comes to our parents they have their yeah yeah yeah. Held off, yeah and then they have their Okay, I can deal, right? And to your point, there there's a good bit of people out there who their minimum standard parents, minimum standard of care is <laughs> don't do drugs, don't go to jail, you know, know yeah. these things, make sure you're safe, whatever. But then there's a large, there's a large community of people who have a lot mm. more than that. While I was in Africa, I was talking to my friends who are the first Americans in their family. Yeah. Their parents are immigrants. And the standard of care in their home was you have to be yeah. excellent at everything that you do, right? And in my home, it wasn't necessarily you have to be excellent at everything. It's you give it your best. Mm -hmm. This is your best. And that's good enough. And so to hear that those different family values, or even now as adults, how that translates into our adulthood, it's like all of that carries over. And now I understand more why some of my peers are the way that they are. They were just, we're all, we may have similar, right. similar stories to tell but how we were raised does end up being very di different and I love that about us because mm -hmm. I can learn from you and there's a little the tightness of how you were raised I can learn from that and then some of the ease that I got hopefully you're able to but I think that goes back to therapy with. too right because not all of those things are helpful and we have to learn and unlearn and I'm True. not going to sit here and try to call out like what's toxic and what's not like I don't think that's helpful but it's like it's a matter of like understanding what standard of care my parents gave me is actually beneficial for me moving forward because they can't understand the generation that I'm living in the same way you, the same way you talked about immigrant children right when I think about people that I grew up with and seeing their upbringing a lot of times it would be based around 
their parents were trying to raise them in a, like you said, a container that was based on the knowledge that they had of their home country, but they now live in America. Does that make sense? So, so now it's like, how do I navigate this world that's not that home country, but you giving me the tools to navigate that home country and I have to figure out this one because I live here now. So I just think it's an interesting dynamic. So I'm glad you brought that up because I think you're right and I think that's important. So let's do like a 360 here. Going to the topic of the conversation, right? The power of like, like being personable in your event hosting. Talk to me about that. Like what does that look like for you? Being personable? Well, so like yeah, like while so, working, like I'm working. So the way that you communicate in event hosting and how you make people feel seen does that make sense? Yeah, I feel like when it comes to me in work mode or me in personality mode, whatever that looks like, especially when I'm on stage, I try to envision mm -hmm. my family members in the audience and how I deliver what I'm saying on the microphone so nine times out of ten you probably won't hear me throwing mfers out on the mic unless you know it just yeah situation calls for it i try to keep it a very clean show clean but fun i realize now more than ever especially after making content throughout the pandemic that there's a corner of the internet that's like the Issa rays a lot of the content that i'm seeing now is is the lifestyle content and making the most of it so you see the hand yeah. pour and it's just this perfect video. Well, I tried to do that here recently and spilled all the champagne on my island. So I feel like I fit into this very specific corner of the girls who are trying to, who are just trying to adapt and be a part of right. something, but it doesn't have to be perfect. And I want it to be fun and I want people to feel like they can be human at these shows and if they do want to have a conversation or they want to know how do I get into it then they can look at me and be like wow she's very normal because I am the corniest person I think you will ever meet I play it cool for the most part but don't let the energy seep through the cracks because once <laughs> you get a taste for lack of better words it's cracking That's energy you. so it's like a, a dog with for the sure. zoomies is that what you're <laughs> I would say the zoomies i would just say i'm a fun girl i'm a fun girl but to the degree where it's like you want to have a good time let's go have a good time let's talk let's kick it girl time friend time is very important to me so i'm a host on the stage but i'm a host in the house too so any opportunity to be around my people and to just share what i've learned along the way i feel like it's so important to just give that away so in my anisa Brene mode if you got a question you want to know a little bit more i'm way willing to tell you whatever you want to know that's just I, I would never want anybody to feel like they're like i'm a gatekeeper or you know it's not easy for them to do this too i mean it's not an easy job but because somebody gave me the answers that's the least would you consider yourself an entertainer not yet because the way that you describe that makes me think not that yet. you are like my parents would call it a show off they'd be like you're showing off and it's like you're just like doing it saying anything so it's like it's just like this natural like i don't even know how to explain it but that's as best as i can explain it yeah no i'm not <laughs> gonna start screaming and hollering at the top of my lungs just to get people's attention but i do like to find the funny moments i feel like i used to get cracked on a lot or for people who don't know what that means i used to get joked on a lot growing up that I finally have found my voice and can get my lick back. 
So I like to find moments where we can have fun and be funny and crack jokes, especially during shows. And it's harmless. There's an art to it. And all the crazy. Yeah, there's an art to it, for sure. (laughs) There's an art to it. There's an art to it. But I just want people, I want the microphones I touch in the rooms that I touch them in. I want people to feel like they're family. Like we're all here. We, We good. We're having a good time. We're vibing. And when you leave here, I want you to leave with leave yes. like you felt. So something. I would say you're a combination of a host, an entertainer, and a bishop. Thank you. I'll have to, yeah, I can't see, wait to add If you that can put all my, three of those words recap. together into one. Um, okay. okay. So <laughs> speaking of you being on stage and touching mics and being a host, and that's, you know, the point of being here today. How do you make money doing what you love? And I always have to preface it by saying this is a general and a specific question. How do I make money doing what I love? I think the short answer, and I hate when people answer like this, is just being your authentic self, whatever that is. And honestly, I'm still trying to figure that out. I don't know. You probably heard me say this, but over the years, I built this brand, who is a Miss Brene, <laughs> and every day I'm figuring out who the hell she is. And so because she changes so much, we're all changing changing so much it's like will there ever be a definite answer who knows but as for right now i know that anisa brene is certain anisa brene is intentional and that is how i'm making my money by being intentional and authentically me which is the goofy girl who could have auditioned and maybe lord willing would have been on insecure or maybe even a cast member on Abbott Elementary with the dry sarcasm and a little bit of wit. I find myself pulling on those characters that I watch in shows like that when it comes to creating content. It's, I might not dance like this in public, but y'all are going to get this wild version of me in these reels and these videos. If it makes you laugh, it makes you smile. I hope you know that whatever content you're creating, it doesn't have to be perfect. Just put that thing out. And that sounds so crazy saying because I've been mm. imposter syndroming myself to death on how to push content out and doesn't make sense. And who is this for? And who cares? Who's watching? Girl, put that, put it out. I'm talking to you looking at me. Put it out. Because somebody somewhere is like, dang. Yeah, I'm trying like, to be that. Me. And you're like, but who is that anyway? But who is that? And we're always wondering, who is that? Even in ourselves, we'll wake up. Who am I today? What am I feeling? What do I want to wear? Because you're not going to get this green, yellowy color every day. No, you're going to get sweatshirts and sweatpants and Crocs. I'm going to wear black every time you see me. So just know. Okay, so (laughs) can we drill down on that a little bit more? Like, I understand that you're still sometimes, everybody loves to be so humble at this part. And they'd be like, I'm still figuring it out. It's like, yes, we know. But also, you've done this and you've made money from a number of different like streams in the space that you're in so can you elaborate mm-hmm. those and what that looks like i feel like what i'm about to give you Run is it. very cliche as well but you'd be surprised you'd be surprised how far being a good person to so networking will take you but it's more than just a high and by with authenticity, yes, but I mean, I feel like I had to stop putting so much emphasis on, oh, I got to get out and network and more just show up in the best light that I can because whatever light I exude, the ring people light. are going to absorb that. So, yeah, 
yeah, you, the light that you step into a room with is what people will feel. And so I might not be bubbly at all times, but I, my hope is that the light that I'm walking in the room with does feel warm and it makes you feel comfortable, comfortable enough to reach out and think of me for opportunities. And some of the things I've been afforded the opportunity to work on, for example, with Pandora or with New Georgia Project and all these different avenues, I couldn't have planned those. It's one of those things too. It's like, I wasn't looking for it. When you're, when you walk in your authenticity and you are who you say mm. you are and you are who he says you are, those doors open themselves. Now I'm learning how to stop trying to pick the lock on doors and just accepting that that wasn't for me in this moment, because just like anything else, everything does spin the block in its own time. And so when that time does come, will you either be ready or are you going to be bitter that it didn't happen when you wanted it to happen? So that's what I operate in is being a good person goes a long way. And I'm seeing that in who reaches out, who wants to connect, who wants to do a, do an event together. With that, give me an idea. I like to get real specific. So give me an idea of what a deal like that okay. looks like. Like what does a new Georgia Project deal look like? What does a Pandora deal look like? <laughs> I'm not going into detail on what that looks like, but I will say that those do rely on relationships and doing the work that you said you're going to do. That's how they recur, is by doing that little extra, just take it a step further. But when you add your own spice on the end, like don't just read the rubric and do it. Add your piece. That's why you got the call, because you bring a certain seasoning <laughs> to the dish yeah. so okay can you at least give me the rubric that is asked for typically well hosting hosting is a little bit different it doesn't i wouldn't necessarily quite come with a rubric however i do create a rubric for myself when it comes to being on a microphone for an event like i have to set myself to a certain standard of this is how I want to share the information I've been given. This is the tone I want to share it in, how I decide to craft my posts leading up to the event, how I decide to get on my story and talk about it, or do I want to go live? It's things like that that have helped me a lot. But when it comes to content requests, it's like, hey, we want you to create a reel highlighting these specific things and include a game, that include our game, figure that out how am I supposed to include your game in this video? And most people would just put a screenshot on the green screen behind them and be like, here's what I know. I would I'd probably do a little bit extra and prop a phone up over here and start playing with my phone case and pretending like I'm on the phone. Just little things like that. Go the extra mile to show you're actually engaging with what they're asking for. And then they'll hit you back with little to no edits because you've exceeded their expectations. That's great. Or doing mm -hmm. voiceovers. You know, we do this all the time. Voiceovers have become, I feel like, the greatest cheat code because you might not be comfortable right. talking on camera, but you can take after take and talk through what you want people to know. And story times are huge right now. So if you're into content and you like storytelling and telling people what you got going on with your life, you better get to so, so this one time at band camp. Right. So Bishop Brene, I'm here today at the church. Come with me through the service. Join me at service at church. Okay. 
Right, like that. I understand. That's good, though. That's helpful. Thank you. You are wild. I'm not, I, I wasn't saying, like, tell me how much wild. they're paying you. That wasn't what I was saying, like, what does it look like? That's what I was saying. Yeah. It, and it looks different every single time. I don't know if I've had two of the same anything. I feel like they get more challenging as these creators find new ways to put content out there. You're making it very hard for the regular <laughs> girls and guys out here. Because you've done this for a long time, how long would you say you've been doing partnerships with people? So the pandemic really shifted how... I will just say, for the first time ever, I really saw where money was allocated with a lot of companies. And so when we're all at home, it's like, while we don't have in-person events, money is still going to digital events. And so I can still host a digital event from the comfort of my home because all the things are here and everybody is still here. Or it's creating content or it's doing unboxing videos for whoever is now putting their money into sending these elaborate boxes with speakers and headphones and coffee Water. and all of the things. So now yeah. they're looking for content, right? So how can I add my razzmatazz yet again to somebody who would just be prop this box, prop this phone up, open this box, look what I got. Once I understood that this is where the future of life is going, now that we've understood how we can do life from home, I feel like that's what really helped me crack the code with connecting with different brand partnerships was okay well even if i'm at home now that i can go back outside i feel like showing you what i could do at home only allows me to go up because now i can go outside and now i can do this in other places and i can bring my friends into it and so now i'm adding a higher value to the content that i produce I'm trying to like pull all the like little lines of the agreements out i'm trying to get all the information but it's not happening today. But you know what's good? You know what's good? I feel like conversations like this give hope to people out there that it's really not hard. I feel like where we are now is not, it's not a difficult code to crack. And again, it just goes back to making sure you have a solid group of people around you, a solid team around you, if you do want to go the route of having a team. And not using your people, but allowing people to use their gifts, yeah. the best of their ability in order to help you shine or in order to help each other shine. So like I mentioned earlier, and I know we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but being a talk, creator advocate, talk about it. I've been trying to figure out what this version of Anissa Brene looks like. And that has been very sobering because I love being talent and I love being on stage and I love radio and all of the things. But for some reason, this year, especially in the last half, it's been, I've just kept hearing the word position in my head. And it wasn't necessarily, it didn't feel like position for mm. me. It felt like position for others. And so being that I have manifested all these different parts of my life from, and I like to use One Music Fest as just an example, because I started as a brand ambassador many years ago. So promoting the event to then, what was it, last year I hosted the stage at One Music Fest. And then this year I got to lead the influencer program. So to see myself have these come-ups in, in these avenues and honestly taking a back seat this year and not necessarily being an influencer, but being the one that did the behind-the-scenes stuff in order to get us to the event was huge for me because now I'm learning other things and it's allowing me to grow 
so that when I do have another opportunity or for example, if I host something and there are other hosts involved, not only can you hire me as the host, mm -hmm. but you can hire me as the host point. The of producer. Because now I can create the exactly. Putting other people in positions. Exactly. But then also understanding the lingo of a creator and what of a creator or a host and knowing what a host needs day of, like writer aside, mm -hmm. these are just must have items. Or even as an influencer and black influencers where we're getting so so many of our ideas i will advocate down for us to get what we deserve right. because i know what these right. companies have to offer and so if i have a friend who's an influencer who's trying to figure out what content looks like and you know how much they should get paid listen friend and I'm, I'm, this is y'all's free little bit of information don't worry so much about your follower count and worry more about what your engagement yeah. is doing yeah. And you know this, Kosh. It, it's no, it's no secret. But people will look at the K and the number next to the K and disregard the engagement, and that makes me sick. Really yeah, glad you brought that up because we have a similar mission. Anissa, how can people find you outside of Instagram, or should they look for you somewhere outside of Instagram? Yeah, I'm on all these social media platforms, but Anissa Brene is the handle A N I S A B R E N E E. You can find me literally everywhere. Shoot me a DM. I try to check as much as possible. You know, I'm walking in a new light now. So I'm just letting the goodness flow through me. I'm excited about what's to come. I appreciate you for having me on. I feel like 2023 is a year of creative sure. breakthroughs. I agree. All around intentional creative breakthroughs. I'm excited to see where the podcast goes. I think you should do a podcast. That's just, yeah. you don't have to, but I just of, think like it kind of is like a natural progression of what you already do. So. Everybody says this and I'm trying to figure out what exactly it would encompass, but I just don't want to do yeah. it all serious talk because I'm so be goofy. goofy ponder yeah. on the thought of a podcast and let god tell you what it should be about so thank you for your time understood well thank you so much thank i appreciate you, you and happy Same. holidays be happy safe peace